1: Really, I think we all know what the good Pokemon is going to be, and it's Xerneas, and we know this because our Sigma has recently softwares out for a shiny Xerneas, so he has decided that that's going to be the Pokemon to beat, and we all trust Sigma.
2: And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town radio tower, it's the one... The only Pucko podcast.
3: It's Pucko, Pucko. It's Pucko, Pucko. The Pokemon Underground Champions League. Oh yeah. Fuck Go! Grab your friends, it's that time again. again Listen to the shit where the phone never, never ends It's Puck Go! Fuck Go! Oh yeah, Go! It's your host, Trigger cat She's your co-host, you're well, every pass It's Bucko. Pucko! Oh, yeah, 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 Pucko! Pucko.
0: And welcome to the 354th episode of the Pucko Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my wonderful co-host, first being the one, the only, the man who loves Ludicolo, Scrawn.
2: Yep, that that's me. I love Ludicolo. It's just the greatest thing ever.
0: I mean, if you like Archie, I feel like Ludicolo is a good follow-up to that.
2: I, Archie doesn't use a Ludicolo. I, I, I don't really know why, but, like, oh, man, that would be really cool, actually. That would be really cool.
0: He honestly should.
1: Mm. I feel like in the original games it would have ruined his image, but, like, the personality they gave him in the remakes, he totally should have had Ludicolo. Yes, That's
2: Absolutely. true. That's true. Hmm. Maybe it's just, like, you don't see Ludicolos in the ocean, kind of thing you know
0: mm, i don't know i still say we we need that and we need our uh pokemon uh our pokemon coliseum xd remake we gotta put that yes. up there we haven't finished gen 3 remakes yet guys. okay yes
2: <laughs> you know like I've, I've been playing through gale of darkness again and like i want to go back to ore for so many reasons but then like it'd be so weird to try how are they going to integrate the newer generations into it because
0: mm, that in wouldn't Darkness
2: well. they were like there are so many undiscovered pokemon and like what is this a bonsai bonsai is this new pokemon there can you can you believe that there are over 300 pokemon now and then suddenly you spring into somewhere around 800 pokemon like
0: i'll explain in a little bit but first let me finish the introductions uh, we also have <laughs> the lovely fluffiest Whimsicott with us as well, as you could probably already hear her talking, but she is here as well.
1: Yeah, for being someone who like hates spoilers, I keep spoiling my own presence on the show because I cannot shut up when other people are talking. <laughs> Isn't that funny?
0: <laughs> but let's go back to that Pokemon Coliseum point real quick. I think they could do it very easily, and this is how it's grown. I don't think you make a remake of Coliseum XD. I think you just get the port. They have shown that they're pretty much getting rid of the virtual console on the Switch recently in favor of the Nintendo Online service, which I'm okay with because I'm fine paying $20 a year to make up for my twenty what would be $20 a year in purchases on the virtual console. Mm-hmm. And probably more than $20 a year on the virtual console. But right now they're just doing Nintendo and Super Nintendo games, I believe. Or just, no, no, just NES games. I apologize. I was mistaken. I think they're going to open it up because there were rumors that they got GameCube games running on the Switch's hardware because GameCube Ooh. games, for those of you who are unaware, are notoriously difficult to um, to emulate and so to get some kind of emulation going for these GameCube games it's something. So I think we're going to see a slow rollout of Nintendo's online video game library for their online service. I think we're going to see a slow rollout. We only have NES games, but I think in the near future you'll see Super Nintendo games and you'll inevitably see some Game Boy, Game Boy Advance games
2: i'll never have an sd card big enough
0: right well it's, i mean <laughs> they're coming out with i think a two terabyte card here in the near future so we should be okay and we also we're also getting cloud saves by the way with uh the online service they already have those now though no they don't right
2: oh, oh no you do have to have your save data but you can archive software
0: yes you can archive software That's yeah. it, though. Okay. and So so that's how they do it. They just drop that on the virtual console. But we're four minutes in and I haven't done the proper introductions. Welcome to the Puckle podcast. Uh, Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a show where we talk everything Pokemon from the trading card game to the video game to Pokemon Rumble U. Actually, we never talk about that one. I've never talked about Pokemon Rumble U. We could.
2: It's not very complicated.
0: (laughs) I've only played one game in the Rumble series. I'm absolutely like I want to try to hit all of the Pokemon games I miss, but the Rumble series is just one of those things that I don't think I could ever get into. <laughs> I played, I played Rumble World, and it was all right. It wasn't great. It's 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 essentially a freemium game. You go in and you just kind of beat up on Pokemon, you catch more Pokemon, then get more powerful, so it's easier for you to go get more Pokemon. And yeah. it's just not an enthralling series to me. Uh, I saying it's a mobile series by the way is also really silly because they're actually planning on coming out with a mobile version of pokemon rumble in the near future so watch out for that i think it's coming after pokemon quest pokemon quest is pokemon quest hit mobile in june so if you do have a phone you can go play pokemon rumble on your phone or pokemon quest not pokemon rumble
2: mm, yeah quest and rumble are pretty different in that you can just like hit the auto play button on quest you can and i wouldn't a bit more interactive
0: a bit but not much i would argue
2: true that that, that's true
0: (laughs) like the level of interaction it's not it's like it's like okay i don't have to do anything in pokemon quest 2 i don't have that into i can do movements and i can move my pokemon and that's pretty much it in rumble everything else is the same they just sit there and they beat up on other pokemon that's kind of all there is to it They're they're both very simple series. I mean, if you want to get a kid into Pokemon, this is a great way to do it. The Rumble series has always been a good way to introduce uh, young kids to Pokemon. Though I would honestly argue that you should do something like Rumble U, Rumble Blaster, just the original Rumble for that. Because Rumble World is where it really starts to kick into those freemium mechanics. The rest of it you can sit down and actually just play. So I would just sit down and play it Mm -hmm. instead of getting into freemium mechanics. Uh, though Pokemon mm-hmm. Rumble World is free on the eShop I believe. You can download it for free. Uh, but, oh, but that's cool. But you can pay like a, the full price of a game like $35-40 to unlock things to make it a bit faster. Kind of like the way you can do it with Pokemon Quest right now. You spend $35-40, mm-hmm. you get essentially yeah, the you're full exclusive
2: game, exclusive Lapras and Snorlax.
0: Yeah, it just speeds up the game after you dump money into it and it makes it like a regular game. It's one of those. I, w- I guess the word isn't freemium, but it's...
2: Uh, pay-to-play? Or, no, not pay-to-play. Uh, microtransactions, you know? Kind of. It's not really
0: microtransactions, because they cap you off at, like, $40. Which is fine. I'm okay with that. They should cap me off at $40. Um, it's not like Pokemon Go, where I can endlessly dump money into it.
1: Yeah, it's like you can choose between a freemium game and an actual game.
0: Yeah, That exactly. you pay for. Exactly. Um it's it's interesting it's an interesting business model. I do like it to an extent. Um because you can try a game out if you don't like it, that's fine. The one of the games that was really bad about that was actually Pokemon Picross. Pokemon Picross absolutely had a paywall. So you needed to pay for the game eventually. And that was fine with that because I, I enjoy Picross in general. And you put a Pokemon uh you put a Pokemon sticker on it and I'm okay with it. You know? You will screw on you already told me what you were up to lately. Uh, so we're gonna skip you and we're gonna jump right into whimsicat what have you been up to lately
1: okay <laughs> um i caught a shiny wingle in pokemon go
0: Ooh, yeah that's happening right that's now pretty cool. that is happening. Those yep. gold
1: no they have uh, green markings on the wings instead of blue
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, i guess that's
0: nice they increased the wingle drops recently so that was really cool
1: yeah, it's just today and tomorrow, so by the time people are listening to this, it's over. Yep. So I hope you all caught a shiny Wingle, people. people. <laughs> I, I kind of it. rejoined my raiding group this week, and mm-hmm. I'm pleased to report that it was a very awesome experience. Everyone Ooh. is nice, everyone is patient. I really should hang out with them more often. <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's the current raid Pokemon, anyway? Uh, five
0: it just changed because the Johto Festival ended, so I don't know off the top of my head.
1: It's Regirock right now.
0: Oh, oh! if you're talking about the five-star, yeah, it's Regirock. Okay, yeah, cool.
1: But it's going to be like Entei is coming soon. Well, Entei is the... For the, uh, for it, the research. research uh, That's yeah.
0: today. It's actually, as we're recording this, is so today's the first day you could do it. Mm-hmm. If you completed cool. your field research, um, like the seven days, you can get Entei starting today on September 1st. So you can uh, you can do that now. By the time you're listening to the show, you can go get an Nente. But uh, for myself, I've been doing a few things once. Scrum and I have been watching an obsessive amount of the Pokemon anime
2: on Twitch. <laughs> because of Twitch, yeah.
0: Because Twitch, we talked about this last week, Twitch is showing the Pokemon anime in a marathon. And I like the way they're doing it, actually. First, they promised eight hours of Pokemon, and then they lied. They scaled that back to about six because they're only showing something like 13 episodes a day or something like that and i mean that's really smart on their part because they show it monday through thursday that way just in 13 episodes perch. 13 episodes if you put little segments in between them turns out to be just about six hours so if you decide you want to rerun it on rerun everything that you played that week on uh saturday and friday it actually goes for the full 24 hours everything you showed in that week so that's actually really cool um, yeah, they're also going they have
2: sunday for movies right
0: yeah they're doing movie nights the first one is tomorrow for us but yesterday for the people listening to the show <laughs> uh, but every sunday at 10 p.m pacific time or 10 a.m pacific time my apologies they show a pokemon movie so i'm pretty excited for that though
2: and then they'll probably run that throughout the whole day
0: yeah i assume they'll just keep repeating it because i can't see them yeah. just playing it once and being done with it i hope it includes the mm-hmm. P- po- uh, the pikachu short I really oh, do. Yeah,
2: those are always so fun.
0: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I'd really like that. But we'll <sighs> see.
2: I've been doing so, that rewatching the the old anime. You just start to realize, wow, this f- doesn't feel like every episode is as canned. You know, I I don't know how to describe it. You you know like how every episode in the newer anime sort of seems like it has this formula, and you know it's going to happen like this yeah. these episodes have that, but like there's more of that sort of, like, someone could say something really unexpected that, like, would no way get on air.
0: It was back before they had any kind of standards, I think, for what they wanted to do with this. Because originally, at that time, when they were first showing the first season, there was only supposed to be, like, 80 episodes of the Pokemon anime ever. They were going to end it. There was an ending written. Where Ash and Misty end up together, That's the, and the whole thing's over. And Why couldn't we just... Have
2: that and move on, you know,
0: and then get a new Ugh. trainer for the next generation, right? Um, but unfortunately, <sighs> we can't. Um, I mean, it, it's okay. I mean, we wouldn't get the Ash jokes. We wouldn't get a lot of fun stuff out of that. And uh, <laughs> but I, I do understand. I do agree with you. I think there was also I. It was it was back in a time when cartoons were cartoons, because I think you watched. Um, watching the pokemon anime in the first season watching it evolve it's kind of watching uh the pokemon anime come it's an anime that's trans translated to a saturday morning cartoon and then as it gets picked up and it's more globalized it becomes and it it doesn't become an anime turning into a saturday morning cartoon but rather a saturday morning cartoon turning into a saturday morning cartoon and i think that's part of it why why the magic's lost eventually is mm. that it no longer feels that Saturday morning cartoon vibe. or uh, Because there's a lot of things. like Because a, a lot of the stuff that happens in the Pokemon anime early on happened before 9-11. And I think that's a big turning point, right? Because a lot of world mm. culture has changed. Because there's episodes, the episode where Ash catches Squirtle has a bunch of people aiming guns at Ash all over the place. And, yeah, I remember that. And that... That's just not going to happen. Team Rocket literally used, like, their shtick used to be planting bombs in places and blowing it up. Yeah, that's true. Like, it happened several times. They went and bought a bunch of bombs to bomb the Squirtle in that same episode. And then they also bought bombs so they could blow up the Celadon City Gym. It's a huge thing. And I, I think it's just watching the world evolve around the show. I mean, also at the time, if you remember, cartoons used to involve a lot of stuff like that as well. And they just don't do that anymore. Mm-mm. But I digress. I don't want to go into this to have an entire episode where I go and break down a Pokemon anime. So let's cut it there, guys. And we're going to cake it on over to the news. So let's cue that epic music. <laughs> And on to the news. In the news, we have not much, actually. There hasn't been much that's gone on after Worlds. Uh, We do want to talk about some of the stuff that happened at Worlds today, but that's going to be saved for the topic. However, if you are an avid Kindle reader, slash anything that uses digital media, you can download the Pokemon Gold, Silver, and Crystal manga right now onto your onto your i kindle nook it, i i forgot that the nook still existed i don't think it does <laughs> but apparently you can download this on it uh you can actually go ahead starting uh, as of august 28th you can download up to uh i believe uh volume 14 which is all of gold silver crystal so if you if you're interested in getting that in a digital form you go for it i think you can actually get it yeah. cheaper and print on amazon fun fact
2: I didn't realize that you could um, get mangas on Kindles now.
0: Well, they just started doing this, I believe, a month or so ago. They launched it at the end of July, so you get red, blue, yellow. Unfortunately, I mean, uh, like not unfortunately, but right now you can only go all the way up to gold, silver, crystal. But I think they're I still charging you something like 6 $7 uh, a volume for it. And if yeah, you I go am. on Amazon, you can just buy volume eight through 14 and like a box set for like 30 some dollars which ends up being yeah. cheaper so just go buy it in print and buy a bookshelf with your savings
2: the of amazon
0: yeah mm-hmm. the
1: boxes go, look good too so yeah
0: the boxes are way cooler in my opinion so definitely just go buy those all right moving on though we've got more pokemon go stuff happening because there is a safari event in japan this weekend did that get moved back was that supposed to be at another time
1: well, there was some some moving around of dates of events yeah. in Japan due to the weather concerns mm-hmm. they were having. So it's possible. I don't know.
0: Yeah, because right now you can go, uh, if you're in Japan, you can go to Yokosuka and you can do it. If I believe somehow there's going to be a Moltres event that gets tied into it. If we do well, something, something global challenge in the Americas, yes. we have to complete 5 million research tasks. Same with Scrum. Europe.
1: Are you laughing at, at how Thatch yes, is pronouncing Japanese that is theme, how. or are you crying because you're not in Japan anymore? I
2: wasn't going to say anything. He can. You did that. He can. <laughs> it's yokos- yok- Yokosuka. Yokosuka. Okay.
1: Honestly, Scron, he's done much, much worse. Yes. I would yeah, cut himself back on this uh, one.
2: <laughs> I, I I was trying to, you know, yeah, I was trying to refrain. <laughs> but someone's gonna bring it up
0: yep yep it's it's fine but that's going on there's a Moltres day if we do everything on september 8th and i'm sure that'll include a shiny rubber chicken for you to go catch in pokemon go so go ahead do that um uh the new there's a new battle competition happening i believe next week Not next week, in two weeks. it is This one's I find really weird, and it's going to fall into the news that we're going to talk about later today, but uh, the next battle competition is, what is it called? It's called the World Championships Friendly, because they are going to be using the VGC 2019 rules for Worlds next year. So for those of you unfamiliar, we're going to talk about this uh, in the topic, but the VGC 2019 Championship Series has three different metas that happen at different times. So right now starting today actually um or not to the, the day this comes out September 4th or 3rd we're starting the first part of the season which is the sun series which doesn't allow any megastones or z crystals and unfo- and for this a lot of competition restrictions too uh not that many it's just like mythicals and cause and no it's just mythicals i think and
2: ubers ubers uh,
0: no ubers are allowed fun fact you're allowed two In- of
2: each in Sun? Oh, one,
0: yeah, in the Sun series, it's still GS Cup. So that what that means is you're allowed two, what? Uh, two what would be cl- classified as Uber Pokemon, just not mythicals.
1: Oh my god! Or Ash Ninja
0: or Ash Greninja. You're never allowed to I thought Ash I Greninja. had a
2: few months before the ages of Groudon no. and Kyogre. No,
0: but <laughs> it's not it's not primal Groudon or primal yeah, Kyogre. Yeah. That's right now.
2: definitely better, but it's but going to be, you know, a war. But so. if
0: you want to play in this World Championships friendly, it's actually using the third set of rules, which are the ones that are going to be applicable for Worlds 2019. Uh, which I find really odd. And this is running from September 14th to September 16th. You can actually register for this from September 6th to September 13th. This is the one that I think is going to get kind of nuts. I think this meta is going to be pretty stupid because you're going to see a lot of uh, Duskmane Necrozma that will turn into Ultra Necrozma, in my opinion. You're just going to see a mm-hmm. ton of that. I-, I really am curious to see who they'll pair it with, though. Very curious. Right. Um, and I think that's about it for like all of the cool news that's going on right now. Oh, other than the the laddie and the laddie the 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 laddies you can go capture uh, right now you can go capture Latios and Latias. if you're anywhere but the united states you can go download it from the nintendo wi-fi system if you're in the united states
2: it's just oceania and europe so south america africa asia nowhere like that gets the laddie event
0: they don't get that's true but anywhere they've been doing the legendary event um, the legendary series you can just download it unless you're in america in the in north america because once again we got screwed and we have to go to best buy to get a code <sighs> i have so many problems with best buy
2: it's off yeah like we have to go to a store but like compared to like south america who, that gets zero sort of like representation uh we're pretty I good i'd say I, but europe always like pretty much gets the upper hand i'd say
0: I don't think that's true. I think Europe Europe used to be like the Latin America region, where they mm-hmm. didn't get anything at all. It would just be Japan and the United States that used to get things. And Japan mm-hmm. would always get it in a much easier way. And then in the United States, we would have to go on some journey. Um and now it's it's we've maintained the journey part for the United States because Best Buy is just awful. Like I'm okay with going to GameStop. I'm okay with going to even Target. <laughs> but Best Buy I think is such a pain. It is so much out, farther out of the way compared to other stores in the United States because there are far fewer Best Buys than there are GameStops. There's far fewer Best Buys than there are Targets. And these imagine living somewhere like Wyoming, right? Wyoming, there's a chance there's a Target or a GameStop near you. By near, I mean within, like, an hour drive.
1: You, Why do you have it out for Wyoming? Like, every oh, time beca- you need to mention somewhere that is at the absolute end of everywhere, it's Wyoming.
0: Okay, let me explain. So, Wyoming is the least populous United States uh, state. That's why I always bring up Wyoming. Ah. It's, like, the least densely populated state. Um and that's why it's uh even less than
1: alaska yeah wow
0: alaska is less dense but it's dense in the parts that matter
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay so alaska is like australia and wyoming is just empty
0: yes okay got it wyoming is very empty and it is not a fun drive
2: does have a lot of nature. I think it is. It's really scenic. It is
0: actually scenic. Um, I just in terms of trying to go to Best Buy to get a get a Latios.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna go to Yosemite to go to Best Buy, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. So, hey, kid,
2: you want some software?
0: I don't even know if there's a Best Buy near Yosemite. On top of that, I, I, I don't I think there is. <laughs> So so that's a that's the fun fact there. But if you want to go get one of those go to Best Buy and I get guess th- codes, they're going to try to make you buy something while you're there. Don't fall for it, kids. You don't have to buy anything.
2: <laughs> don't
0: don't fall for it unless you want to buy me something. Then you can buy me something, but don't don't do that unless you want to. Oh. Okay,
2: I'm going to cut you off, Thatch. <laughs> <laughs> So I'd say that's the, it for the news today, right?
0: That is it for the news. So we're going to switch gears over to Puckles Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-hosts on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Quiz, the part of the show where I quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. As always, these two will be operating together as a team. They will be competing for points against other co-hosts on the show. First to 30 points wins a Pokemon plush of their choice from PokemonCenter.com under $20. Of course, we have five questions for them today to answer. Each question is worth one point. However, one has a bonus point that they can earn two with. So that's good for them. They can earn two points with that. Uh, that's six at the moment, but they can also earn a seventh point because they are allowed one hint as a lifeline. If they don't use that hint and, can, and get all of the questions correct, they actually get seven points. So a possible total of seven. <laughs> actually, if you get all of them today,
2: Skron, you win.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm, uh, the
2: pressure's on you.
1: I'm ah. going to do my best to help who's you.
2: The, who's the closest person? I think
0: it's like Sublime. And I think he's at like fifteen points, so you're good. Uh,
1: <laughs> Even if we mess it up today, you're probably going to make it.
0: Yes, that is how <laughs> this goes. So we are going to go ahead and ask you those questions.
2: Let's start a new cycle, Whimsicott. Let's get you some bonus points.
0: Wee. So if you guys are like, ready, if she,
2: if she if she gets it, she gets like points in the next track, right? Yes. She oh, right, me. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought.
0: Yep. Cool. Uh, if you help them cross the finish line, you get all the points you gained today for that. Yes. So we are going to go ahead and ans- ask you these questions. So question number one, what is the only Pokemon introduced after generation five that is capable of being in a dream ball?
2: My Lord. Okay. <sighs> um. I'm going to say Sylveon because that was introduced in Gen 6, and it, you can have an Eevee turn into a Sylveon. Is that right? you think so, Whimsica?
0: That
1: is a perfect answer. Yes, you're right.
0: That All is right. correct. The answer is Sylveon. That is one point for you guys. Yeah, Sylveon is the only one that we caught in a Dream Ball because it's the only Pokemon that was introduced to a, an existing evolution line after Gen 5. So well. that's crazy to think about, but that's okay, because I don't need any more Chubby Magmar in my life, so... We're okay <laughs> with that. Alright, so question...
2: That sh- we need to address something. Stop fat-shaming Magmar.
0: <laughs> no, Magmordar. It's Magmordar.
2: Oh. Okay, Magmordar... Yeah, Magmortar has problems.
0: Yes. <laughs> he, need- he needs to go on a diet there, okay? Alright. Question number two. What is the only Pokemon to ever have regional Pokedex number 000? Okay, I know the
1: regional Pokedex number is Victini.
2: Yeah, it's Victini.
1: Mm-mm.
0: That is correct. It is Victini in Generation Five. It was given Pokedex number zero zero zero. I don't know why. It just oh, was. I do. Why? It Go was, ahead. It uh,
2: was to hide its existence from the world.
0: That's not the way you do that, in my so, opinion. So, like,
2: if it, <laughs> that it, they explain it in black and white a little bit, and it's like they gave it the Pokedex number zero 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 so that people, like, wouldn't see a missing Pokedex number or, like, at the end or whatever. It's really mm. weird.
0: That's not how we found these out, though. We just found them through data mining, which is <laughs> has nothing to do with Pokedex numbers, <laughs> unfortunately. All right, so that's two points for you guys today. You're doing pretty well. Yeah. So this next one, you have to be really thorough when you play Pokemon games to know the answer to this one. Uh, that means you talk to every NPC, you look at pictures on shelves... And it'll help you get an answer. So I want to know: in the Pokemon video game, there is one villainous team leader that is confirmed to canonically have met a mythical Pokemon. Who is it?
2: Pokemon. Only one. These are main th- main series Pokemon games.
0: Yes, this is how it. This it was confirmed in a main series Pokemon game that this po- that this team leader met a mythical Pokemon.
2: Okay. So it's not I, I think we can rule the Gen three guys out. Archie, Maxi, no. Uh, Cyrus. What were the mythicals from that?
1: Actually, actually, you're ruling you're ruling them out, but I have a feeling that if you go to the aqua hideout, there is somewhere something in a room that says that Archie met Girachi. I don't know why I remember this, but let's. What? Let, I don't know, I don't know. Just just go with it and let's keep it as our backup answer. Okay. Because,
2: okay? like, logically, I was thinking it was going to be Giovanni because of the whole Celebi thing. I. Mm, but.
1: Yeah, but he doesn't meet Celebi. Like, you meet Celebi, and Celebi sends you back in time to witness something about Giovanni right? Yeah. So, and from the way he phrased the question, that cannot be what the question was referring to.
2: Or maybe Giovanni met Mew, and that's why you made Mew 2.
1: No. No. Okay. Because Giovanni didn't make Mew 2. That's just in the anime.
0: Oh, okay. I'm gonna need an answer.
1: Do you wanna use the hints, Cron? I know we can't get the seven points, but... No, I'm
2: owing for all seven points.
1: <laughs> then then our only answer is Archie, and I probably made it up. So, Okay,
2: yeah, I'll trust you on this one. Do
1: you want to answer Archie? Okay, fine.
0: That yeah. is correct. What? <gasps> <gasps> it is Archie. It is because in Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, you can find a picture... In the hideout of one of his or his second in command, Shelly, and it shows a picture of Shelly, Archie, and Jirachi.
1: Then I was right; I didn't make it up. I remembered what? that for real. Wow! So
0: that is three points for you guys today.
1: Wow!
0: <laughs> You're doing pretty well. So, question number four. I'll never
2: doubt you again, Wimsacca.
0: <laughs> question number four is all as always your bonus point question. So there are actually three answers to this. I only need two, but I knew Scrawn was coming on the show today, so I would a- I figured I would ask about our favorite shared character, Mir B. Yeah, we all know he <laughs> loves Ludicolo, and they have the most wonderful dance. But he used to also have Shadow Pokemon that you could catch in both XD and Coliseum.
2: Yes! I think I can get
0: this. What shadow Pokemon could you catch exclusively from him, not including any shadow Pokemon you missed in XD? But in both of those, there are three Pokemon combined that you could only catch from Mir B in both Colosseum and in XD. What were they? Only need two of them. There are actually three.
2: Okay, so... So, if you can get... So what let me make sure I, I I think I know the answer but let me get the specific uh clarify some specific clarifications. So if this pokemon is a shadow pokemon in both games it doesn't count.
0: Yes, that's not it's not anything that so, happens though. It does so it, so in XD I know that if you miss a shadow pokemon you can go catch it from him. Yeah. That does not count. In this question okay. there are two pokemon in XD that he exclusively has that you can catch from him. But from nobody else. But also, you can count the one in Colosseum.
2: Yeah, so I can, I'm going to try to do all three. And do you, do you have any idea what's it cut?
1: No, I've never played those games.
2: Okay, I think it's Pseudo Wudo, Voltorb, and Dragonite.
0: Are those your final answers? Yes. All right. It is actually Pseudo Wudo, Voltorb, and Nosepass. But. I will give you that answer. It might be Dragonite because I remember Dragonite too, but I did not see it on the wiki.
2: After you've uh, caught all the other Shadow Pokemon, mm-hmm. you can catch uh, Dragonite from them at the top of uh, Gatian Port Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Um, does Dragonite appear in Coliseum? So I think no, 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 no,
0: no, no, no. it doesn't appear in Coliseum. It appears in XD. Um, I'm looking for the Dragonite real quick um, just to see where to yeah. catch Dragonite from, uh, but. Yeah. he i i remember dragonite and i think you're correct as well but the answer is I, I mean that might be correct let me double check see if i can find anything about it in xd um gale of darkness um generation three there is nothing about oh that's side games um <laughs> so gateon port which makes me think that it is from from him so let me see if i can find a dragonite uh, yeah, no, it is Dragonite from Mere B You are correct. Um, so cool. that that is correct. There are four answers and Dragonite is correct, but either way, you got what two a- points.
2: So fun little trivia of my own for this is, um, I love how he, they specifically gave Myra B the shadow Pokemon that sort of go along with his tunes.
0: Yes. Because Sudowoodo,
2: Nosepass and Voltorb all move in a way that like perfectly coincides with the music. Yes. It's, it's so true. perfect. It's like, I love the little touches like that.
0: Mm-hmm. So that is going to be it, though, for that. So that is, that's thats uh, five points for you guys so
2: far. Okay, we got to get this last one.
0: You haven't used the hint. And as always, question number five is always a base stack question. There's actually two answers for this, but I thought it was a good question to ask anyway. So I only need one. But if you get both of them, you get bragging rights, I guess. So I want to okay. know, what fighting type Pokemon... Has the highest base special defense of all fighting type Pokemon.
3: Oh my. Gosh. Okay.
0: Mm, special okay. defense of I'm, fighting
1: type... Virizion. Th- vir- Virizion vir- comes I. to
2: mind, yeah. Uh, so, what, what were the Megas, real quick, just to rule those out? It's Heracross,
1: mm. uh, Meditron. Yeah, Mega Mewtwo X Gallade. is not defensive.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not X or Y. Mm.
1: Um.
2: Verizion does come to mind. I think that's a 110, which for a fighting yeah, type is. I think is it pretty... might
1: be higher than that.
2: Yeah, it might Maybe.
1: be. Maybe.
2: It's definitely higher than Terrakion and Cobalion.
1: Um, mm, yeah, yeah.
2: Kaleo.
0: I was incorrect. There's okay. only one answer. I'm mistaken. My apologies. Oh. Only one answer.
2: Uh, okay.
0: So it's just one Pokemon. No. Oh. Mmm.
1: Okay, help me remember, Skron Formosa sucks in both defenses, and yeah. Baswell yeah. sucks just in special defense, so it's neither in, of those. Yeah, those are out. Okay.
2: Uh...
1: <sighs> well, um...
2: Pretty sure it's not the any of the Hitmons. Um, Conkelder? No, it's not Conkelder. Brion beats that.
1: I think sure. Verizion also beats Hariyama because Hariyama has very high HP. Yeah,
0: and his special Haruyama defense is just not.
1: good, not great.
2: I'm yeah. gonna need an answer.
1: Do you want to go with, with yeah. Verizion's Let, Crown?
2: Let's do Verizion.
1: Okay, Verizion.
2: is
0: correct. That is Verizion. <laughs> That is a perfect score for you guys today. That is seven points and that makes Scrawn cross the finish line. Barely. That's 30 points exactly, Scrawn. And that means that Whimsicott's in the lead for the next one and everybody else has yet to get on the board. Yes. So there you guys have it. That is this edition of Puckles Pokey Quiz. If you want more Pokey Quiz action, tune in next week for another exciting edition. Until then, we're going to take a short break and be right back at you guys with the topic.
4: Hey there, Puckalonians, it's Professor Snag. Thanks for listening to the Puckle Podcast. If you want more Puckly goodness, there are several ways you can do that. If you want to chat with hosts and other community members, join our Discord server. There's always someone there to talk about anything Pokemon. Make sure you follow and like us on all of our social media outlets like Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit. Come watch us on Twitch at the Puckle Podcast, and get in on the action where Joshiro plays the TCG online and Thatch does viewer battles. If you are able, please consider supporting us on Patreon, where you get exclusive gifts, such as Puckle TCG cards and access to bonus content. If you are able, please consider supporting us on Patreon, where you get exclusive gifts, such as Puckle TCG cards and access to bonus content. Or just go to our TeePublic store and buy a t-shirt. All funds go right into the podcast and make the community better for you. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to our new channel, Puckle Plus, where you can find me hosting Game Corner each month, Jushiro hosts the TCG cast, and lots of extra content including Movie Club, Battlecast, and the Puckle Live Shows. Thanks for listening, and as always, help control the breject population. Get your Ditto spayed and neutered.
0: And on to the topic. Our topic today is going to be the VGC 2019 rule set and what we think about it. Our thoughts, our hopes, our dreams. This format is different than any other format that's ever existed in the Pokemon VGC beforehand. Um, for those of you who are familiar with the VGC rotation of rules, it's typically you get a regional dex followed by a... National decks, followed by what is known as GS Cup due to Pokemon uh, Stadium rules. Um, It's called GS Cup, which allows you to use two usually banned legendary Pokemon. These typically just include the box art legendaries and stuff like that. You are allowed two of them on your team, and you're allowed to use them. And that would be broken as heck, I think, this year, because Ultra Necrozma kind of breaks that format, in my opinion. It's just way too good imagine psychic terrain ultra necrozma photon geyser that's gross right and
1: (sighs) oh gosh
0: yeah that's not very good it's gonna happen eventually but not right away because there are these are actually broken up into three different series for those of you who are unfamiliar um this is broken up to the sun series the moon series and the ultra series The Sun series starts, as I said earlier in the show, September 4th, 2018, and runs until January 7th, 2019. Uh, We are not allowed Z-Crystals or Mega Stones. We are not allowed the Blue Orb or the Red Orb. And Rayquaza may not know the move Dragon Ascent. So it essentially bans Megas, it bans Primals, it bans Z-Moves, which is actually really interesting. Because Z-Crystals are something we've had the past two years in the Pokemon VGC meta. And that kind of changes things up because you see a lot of Gigavolt Havoc, you see a lot of Shattered Psyche coming out of both Tapu Koko and Lele, respectively, and a couple other Z-moves here and there.
2: We'll see a lot more bulky Pokemon rather than uh, just full Protects and uh, clever Switching, I think.
0: I think you'll see more Protect because Z move, part of the appeal of Z-moves is they break Protect. and Or break through Protect. Don't break Protect, but they break through it. And that's part of the appeal. So even if somebody goes ahead and protects their pokemon they're still taking quarter damage which is very good in most cases and that's something to look out for um but the moon series then ultra necronium z is not permitted but other z crystals are permitted and mega stones are not permitted blue orb and red orbs are not permitted and rayquaza may not know the move dragon descent that is in january 8th to to april 1st that's actually very short that's only three months the other one's four months long and then the Ultra Series is where it's anything goes, essentially, and everything is allowed from April 2nd, 2019, until the World Championships in August 2019. So this new format, I think, has a lot of implications for the Pokemon VGC community as a whole. I don't think that it is the perfect way to do things. I don't think it's honestly a terrible way to do things. It depends on what their goals are and what they're trying to do with the... With the VGC community in general I'm not exactly sure what their goals are, I'm not exactly sure what people's plans are here, and I think it it, it boils down to how you personally kind of feel, I think.
1: Exactly like, there's something that seems very good about these rules, and something that seems very bad. First of all, there's something that is going to change VGC I think from now on, and that is the season ends with Worlds now
0: I actually I'm a big fan of that I am too. I'm a really big fan. I was really upset when I tried to get, I tried to get in VGC in the 2017 season and I was just never very happy with it because i I started playing 2017 while the 2016 rules were still in play. So this was right after Worlds. I'm like, "Yeah, let's get into it." And so I was playing with these 2016 teams. 2016 for those of you who guys who aren't familiar. It wasn't honestly the best season for the Pokémon VGC. It was where they saw a drop off in numbers. They saw yeah, they just saw low attendance and nobody really wanted to play this format. They thought it was very gross. And honestly, you just saw a lot of big six teams, and I think the only team that really broke that mold was Wolf Glicks at Worlds that year. And After that, you still just continue to see Big Six. You saw a lot of Smeargle. Thank God the Smeargle stuff is fixed, by the way, now. That was definitely (laughs) gross. And I think we're going to see something like that. I do like that the season can rotate like this. And I hope they continue to do something like that. I don't know where they go from the Ultra Series next year. I think it depends on when they want to launch the Pokemon 2019 game.
2: I think we'll be seeing that beforehand. Or maybe they'll do like one like third of the season as on Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, and then they'll switch over. Maybe that's
0: know. what I that's what I'm thinking. But I don't know how you change the format past the Ultra season, the Ultra series, right? In 2019, I don't see how you can go. Okay, now we're gonna like. I guess the only thing you could do is be like, yeah, now Deontay, Mew, and Celebi and stuff can be played, and I don't think that actually changes the meta that much. Maybe Darkrai no, comes just in. Not
1: going to do it.
0: Yeah, I but I don't think they're going to change the rules next year because I I personally don't think we're going to see the Pokemon 2019 game until uh, I'm calling the date right now. It is I believe November 22nd, 2019. Um, that's that's what I'm calling. Um, let it let it because be because
2: they've historically released games in November.
0: Uh, no, because they always release it the Friday before Black Friday. That's why exactly. because it's a really good time to release games and get full price for them and it's just in time for the holiday season and everybody can just nom on those wonderful pokemon games i mean that's this if you look at the past three releases yes the past three releases for pokemon pokemon ultra sun and ultra moon came out the friday before black friday pokemon sun and moon came out the friday before black friday uh pokemon omega ruby and alpha sapphire came out the friday before black friday um, the last game to not do that was Pokemon X and Y, which really disappoints me because I really do like October releases because going to the midnight events for those is much easier because it's not as cold outside.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: so I'm more than happy to have a Pokemon release on uh, in October. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's going to be in November. It's November. Uh, Yeah. Let me think. Oh, no. Yeah. November 22nd. 2019. That's when it's going to happen because Black Friday 2019 is November 29th and it's the biggest sales day of the year. And I think Mm. that's I think that's when you're just going to see it. I think you're going to see it drop then, Um, which means that we have an awkward period after Worlds next year where we're not going to have the game on a new console. And but I do like the idea that maybe we can switch it over, you know, maybe at the beginning of December like we did this year with VGC 2018. VGC 2018 actually started December uh, 1st.
1: And what is going to happen is that the new game is going to come out, and then six days later, the Europe International is going to happen. <laughs> Players from Europe are going to get screwed like they do every single time. The European Inter- International
0: this year is actually moved to April, I believe. Um, they swapped it with the oh. with the Latin International Championship, so I can totally see it being swapped around. Um, oh. Fun fact. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fun fact! They moved well. it so that it's not in Europe. I mean, you still have one in November, and it, it'll either be the Oceanic or the uh, the Oceanic Latin America or European Championship. I think that I, I don't think it'll be European, and I don't think it'll be North American. Mostly because I think the North American Championship kind of holds this sacred slot of being the last major competition before Worlds.
1: Yeah, it's like the. Um... What's it called? Uh, The dress rehearsal?
0: Yeah. I think that's a very good way of putting it. Though they did move that this year, too. It's in June this year, they said. They didn't give us an exact date, but it's in June instead of July Mm. 4th weekend, like they've been doing it. So that's somewhat disappointing.
1: Well, I mean, I assume July 4th weekend in Washington, D.C. is kind of busy, so... Well,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they don't, they're not going to do, um, not Worlds, but they're not gonna, they never do the North American International in D.C. The North American International oh, right. is almost always in, uh, what's it called? It's almost always in, it's in the Midwest.
1: Columbus, typically. Ohio, the Midwest, yeah.
0: It's been in Columbus, Ohio for t- two years.
1: It's been in Columbus, Ohio, since Indiana decided to be a really bad place.
0: Not true, actually. (laughs) No? Uh, uh, In 2017, it was in Indianapolis again. Um, Oh. In 2016, it was in Columbus. Then in 2017, it was in Indianapolis. And then in 2018, this past year, it was in Columbus again.
2: At least they know not to put it in Chicago.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're moving away from they're moving away from indiana in general anyway because this is the first year the 2019 season that there is not a regional in indiana they used to always have a very early event in fort wayne indiana and it's gone now it's just gone it is not there mm. it does not exist you can't go to fort wayne indiana and play pokemon mostly probably because of the reasons you listed it decided to be a terrible place and um i forsake my homeland <laughs> uh, I shake my fist at it. So yeah.
1: I have a question for you guys. They decided to showcase these rules using a Pokémon that is supposed to do really, really well in those rules. Like for the Sun um, section, they decided that Solgaleo would be the face of that of that meta. Do you guys agree with their choice? It's like Ultra Necrozma no. is a given.
0: No, you use, sure. you honestly use, instead of Sogaleo, you should absolutely be using Ultra Necrosma, Duskmaid Necrozma, instead of Sogaleo. I think it is a but. much better Pokemon. The stats between Ultra Necrozma and so- Sogaleo are completely different. And I think Duskmaid Necrozma is a better Pokemon overall than Sogaleo. Hmm. I personally think maybe it's
2: this. the face of the sun. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Sogaleo is the sun
0: that's
1: I mean, what i think what, what, what do they have they for me totally over? said in the announcement like this is going to be like sogaleo's time to shine no pun intended i think
0: i think they're doing that
1: on purpose
0: no no sogaleo so Solg- i think if you see any pokemon do anything in this format it might be lunala lunala is a bit bulkier um the problem with lunala though is it's got that times four weakness to dark though it has uh what's the ability on lunala it's uh it has, multi-scale. it has essentially multi scale. It has multi scale, which is not bad to have either. So that I mean right. that'll help against Dark type moves that are quad effective, right? And I mean it'll just be like better Dragonite, and you could also imagine it doing really well with something like Psychic Seeds from Lele, because then you boost its Special Defense even higher. Um, with that, and I think it probably it probably gets Moonlight or some kind of recovery move to go with it. So I, I could definitely it see Lunala. Does. I could see Lunala kind of playing a Ho-Oh-esque role and get it playing super bulky. And on top of that, it's got decent like moves for coverage, though most of these Legendaries do. I, mine is probably Lugia and Ho-Oh, though I would love to see Lugia and Ho-Oh do really well. I don't think it'll happen, but I'd like to see it. Nah. I, think I would
1: you're gonna... really love to see
0: Xerneas doing well. In the Sun series, I think Xerneas is almost a given. I think Xerneas will be one of the Pokemon that is the centralization of the meta. And it depends on how heavy people want to counter Xerneas.
1: Yeah, because we were thinking, actually, that if you put a Xerneas and a Lele together, <laughs> you yeah. not only get the boost for Lele's psyche moves, but you also get to boost her Moonblast with Fairy Aura. So Lily becomes an absolute nightmare.
0: Yeah, it's, it's true. and it's not I, even
1: one of your two Ubers.
0: I think you're going to see a lot of Lele. I think you're just going to see an absurd amount of Lele, <laughs> and I think you'll see, <laughs> I think you'll see Coco come up after that. Um, I think Xerneas is going to be the one to beat, and it's going to be dependent on how well people a either find an answer to something like Ferrothorn, or how well things do uh, comparatively. I think I think a strategy that can actually do really well in the Sun series this time is Hard Trick Room. I think Hard Trick Room can actually do really well.
2: Yeah, you can get your level 49s going again.
0: Well, you can't do that anymore. Um, the, ever what? since the 2017 season. Uh, they now make all Pokemon level 50, even if it's below or above it. Oh. it. Before in 2016, it was only Pokemon above level 50 get moved to level 50. Anything below level 50 stayed whatever level it was. Yeah, so you can't do the <laughs> level 49 shenanigans anymore, unfortunately. So,
1: <laughs> No Berry Juice Magnemites. <laughs> yeah, no Berry Juice <laughs> Magnemites.
0: <laughs> you're either going to see Hard Trick Room do really well, or you're going to see uh, Xerneas take off. I think that's why you'll see more... The, the difference between 2016 and this season is we've got Ultra Altern, Dusk Alternate Duskmane, right? I, we have mm-hmm. that Pokemon who is really bulky... Xerneas doesn't have a good answer to it. Neither does Lele. And I think that is the Pokemon that can kind of come up and help balance that a little bit, because you've got an excellent move in Sunsteel Strike. Um, Mm. You've got a decent attack stat backing that up. And Geomancy doesn't boost defense. It only boosts special defense. And Lele is a bulkier special defensive mon than it is defensive.
2: What what I see happening is a whole lot of uh, Kyogre because of the weather shenanigans but because of kyogre we're going to see a lot of tapu bulu as well
0: i think if you're gonna run kyogre i think ferrothorn is personally a better a better partner for it than bulu if you want a grass type
2: i'm just like you're gonna want something to reset that tapu lele aura
0: yeah that's why you bring tapu coco with thunder right and then you play that in the rain instead of tapu bulu and then you have your Ferrothorn who can destroy a Geomancyed Xerneas and probably actually hit a Lele pretty hard too. So
2: That's true. Though Tapu Builder yeah. does get smart strike. You know, it's kind of up in the air right now.
0: I think you'll see some Cartana mm. in play too, but I don't I don't want to get too much into the meta. I
1: mean, I really I think we all know what the good Pokemon is going to be, and it's Xerneas, and we know this because our Sigma has recently soft that for a shiny Xerneas, so he has decided that that's going to be the Pokemon <laughs> to beat, and we all trust Sigma. So, Well, he
2: mainly plays on Ultra Sun, and Xerneas is the one in Ultra Sun. And that's I, because uh, the event was ending, so he wanted to get it over with before it ended. I
0: think, I think you'll see Yvettele as the as the series progresses. Not Sun series, but once you get to Moon series and you get to Ultra series, I think you'll see Yvettele pop up, especially in Ultra series.
2: Because it can really counter the the, the Necrozma. It is yeah.
0: it is literally the counter to uh, Necrozma. It is it is a hard counter, so I would I would definitely suggest watching for Yveltal. Uh, I think <laughs> I think later on in the series you'll see that. Though you could also I think you could get some redirection going and play you really well with Xerneas as well later on in the Ultra series. So that's just something to watch out for. Though Dusk Necrozma, I am telling you, I think Dusk Necrozma is the Pokemon to watch this year.
1: You know, I think all our talk about legendaries is bringing to light one of the real problems with this format, which is how are you going to get like 12 Lunalas and 16 Xerneas? Yeah, okay,
0: okay, yes. So we were talking about this format having a lot of issues in terms of, in terms of being player-friendly before we started the show, and I don't see this format being very player-friendly. And I see this for one of two reasons. One. Uh, it depends on what your goals are in terms of Pokemon, like we were saying at the beginning, because if you want the community to grow, this is not the format for that, because this is a very, this is probably the hardest to enter format that has ever existed in the Pokemon VGC. I think this is very newcomer unfriendly, because, like you said, maybe you need twelve different Lunala as the season progresses. Maybe you need six different Xerneas. Maybe you need three, five different. I mean, at minimum, you might need something like three different Groudon, right?
1: Exactly. I mean, even before the GS Cup, since the meta did shift and you might want to change your teams, like, you might have to, like, rework the EVs on your Xerneas or have two of them, like, one teammate, one modest. But. Like, the format itself is making sure that you will have to change your team a minimum of three times.
0: Absolutely. And I think I think that's very not newcomer friendly. I also think it's not good for the community in general. Because if we look at the community, I think a lot of issues with people who are, quote unquote, outsiders to this community. I mean, looking at somebody like Verlicify, and I'm not saying this in like a bad term, but there are people like Verlicify, though not as extreme that are really fed up with the amount of cheating that takes place in Pokemon. Because there's, there's a good chance that pretty much anybody playing competitive Pokemon right now at that level in the VGC and doing well is probably genning their mons. Or having somebody else gen their mons. This yeah, is very clear as early as... I don't even know. Probably... Uh, 2015, 2016. It's it's just becoming apparently clear. Um, you have something like Dream Ball Age right? That happened. Yeah. With Ray Rizzo, and then on top of that, you had Wolf Glick distributing his team to in raffles on Twitter after he won Worlds 2016 because it was su- it's super easy to clone with PK hex, right? And
1: exactly.
0: I I'm not saying that. TK Hex is necessarily a bad thing. And personally, I'm okay with it in the frame of OU online competitions and stuff like that. Because, yeah, I can understand. It's it's just a chore to do that. But it, if I were Nintendo, I would want to build a community and try to weed that out. It, yes. If I were Nintendo, I would expect Nintendo to do this. And unfortunately, they haven't done a good job. In fact, I think this format does worse a worse job of that.
1: Absolutely, because not only are you, like, the meta shifts really, really fast, as it is, and now you are essentially rushing it even more, and you're doing that in a format that allows cover legendaries.
0: Yeah, I think so that's the
1: perfect storm.
0: Th- yeah, I think this would be okay to have introduced and eased into it. I don't think this is the way to do it. I think they did this for very specific reasons and I think the one is this meta would have become very stale very quickly because yes. you have things like alternate Krasma that would have done really well and you would have had the two counters which in my opinion are Xerneas and Yvettel. I think those are I think that's the battle you'd be seeing. You'd be seeing alternate Krasma and Xerneas and Yvettel all the time. Almost all over the place. You might see the occasional like hey look somebody did really well with ho over there. Right? And that that's about it. You'd see something like that. And I, I think the meta would get very stale. People wouldn't be watching. So if you want... GS Cup seasons, as I was saying, 2016 had really bad numbers in terms of attendance and comp- competitors and stuff. I think that if you do something like the GS Cup, you're already expecting people to leave. So this is at least more fun for the people who are watching.
1: Yeah, true. Um, and they mm-hmm. have been amping up the let's make this a spectator sport aspect of it, like, with all the Twitch streams and all the hype. So, yeah, I I guess from that point of view, it's, like, if you are going to have a GS Cup, this is at least going to make it fun to watch.
2: I got so excited when Paul Ruiz won with Snorlax, you have no idea.
1: (laughs) Honestly, it wasn't just the Snorlax, it was the tech move, snarl, to kill the Mega Gengar because you knew the Mega Gengar has to sub that turn. That was mm-hmm. like... I was blown away. It was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah. I the think head. Pokemon as a
0: spectator sport has become something that's been growing. I don't know... Personally, I'm not a fan of it, but I'm also not, like, the normal person, I would say. I, I can't be... I, I'm a person who's very into playing the game. That's why I like Pokemon. I like to play Pokemon. I like to do stuff with it. Um, I think that I can. I don't know. I, uh, I, I, maybe I'm disenfranchised in how good I think my skill is, but maybe I, I feel like it's if I worked hard enough, I could probably get to that level, right? And I, I, for me, watching the watching Pokemon isn't as fun as playing Pokemon, and. I I can understand it's different for other people, though. Like, I can understand getting excited because Snorlax was doing really well. I can understand that watching that Snarl come out did really well. Um, And I... For me, personally, I wasn't like, oh, yeah, somebody's winning. For me, it was more like, oh, man, that was a really good match. It was fun to watch.
1: Um, I'll be honest with you. Like, I would not have had as much fun watching the world stream if I hadn't been able to comment on it with the Puckle community on our <laughs> Discord server. Because, yeah, you're watching it and you're like, yeah, that was really cool. But actually being able, like, to watch and go to the Discord and talk to people and have Basket and Jashiro do the stream to comment the finals together, that, like, that, like, made my enjoyment of that, like a thousand fold what it would have been otherwise <laughs> yeah because, I mean um... I
0: I can understand um, for me yeah I thought it was a good match I thought it was uh, it was very well played um, there were a few things that I picked out that I think um, come true with any Pokemon match where you have players of equal skill that uh, because there were, there were some plays that I thought were very good and it would have worked out in his favor but in this case it didn't um, and yeah so that's uh that we we can talk about that match another day however i i just want to wrap it up and just say like i think it depends on the this 2019 format i think it depends on what you want to do whether you want to be a spectator whether you want to compete in it how you feel about it i i personally as a player think it's really bad for building a community i think it's really good for building a spectator audience though that's that's the thing Mm. And honestly, they might have been. Let's cut our losses in twenty in twenty nineteen because these these types of GS Cup seasons never do really well in player participation anyway. So let's hype it up and make it something really big.
1: Yeah, I like. I guess that is what the reasoning behind it was because it has to be right.
0: Yeah, and then in twenty twenty, we can start getting the people instead of being hunched over these tiny little systems, get hunched over their uh, their Nintendo Switches. Um,
1: yeah, in 2020, every venue is going to have a thousand TVs.
0: I doubt that, but we can. Talk no, about I know them. they're, they're, they're there's not. There's different do logistics.
1: That. They're just gonna have like charging stations everywhere.
0: Everywhere, <laughs> every table needs to have some kind of outlet. But either way, I think that's gonna be it for the topic, guys. We are gonna take a break, and we'll be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. We'll catch you on the flip flop. <laughs> The
2: episode,
0: And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 717, Yveltal, the Destruction Pokemon.
1: It's Pokemon why Pokedex entry states, When its life comes to an end, it absorbs the life energy of every living thing and turns into a cocoon once more. I forgot about the cocoon thing.
2: Yeah, that's like kind of the implied... Uh, purpose of it and Xerneas in Gen 6. It's that, like, Aveltal would absorb the life energy of things and Xerneas could concentrate the power to, like, bestow eternal life onto things.
0: So, I'm a big fan of Aveltal in, like, the VGC format. I think it'll do really well. I don't know about the Sun series, but probably later on. Only because there are so many different ways to run Aveltal. First of all, you can run a life orb. That's pretty traditional. Um, It's not... I don't think it's, I don't think it's anything special, personally. I do not, I'm not a big fan of Life or Vettel. I think Dark Pulse is a good option, Oblivion Wing, Sucker Punch, Taunt. Taunt might work really well in VGC, um, but I don't think it's the best way to run it.
1: Um, It's a bit too slow to run Taunt.
0: Uh, 99 would give it enough to outrun a good amount of stuff, um, including Lele. It would outrun Lele.
1: Le- I don't think Lila is too worried about taunt.
0: No, 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 no. I don't think it is. <laughs> I think it could taunt something like a Moongus or a Trick Room user, though. And, uh, But I think the way to do it, personally, my favorite way to run Yvettel would be Choice Scarf. Because it can outspeed a lot of things consistently, including Tapu Coco, which is going to be one of its big counters, especially in BGC. Um, it gets access to foul play. Uh, dark Pulse, like I said, Oblivion Wing. These are all good coverage moves. I think Foul Play is honest. I think you could honestly see things like I'm basing these off Uber sets right now, but I think you could honestly see something like Foul Play um, being the only move on a Yveltal, and you go full bulk on it, right? And you have maybe a couple status moves or something like that. Um, but you could have uh, Foul Play, uh, Dark Pulse, Oblivion Wing, and then it also gets access to U-Turn which I think is really... I am a big fan of, like, turn in VGC. I think it allows a lot of options, especially with Intimidate Cycling. Mm. So, uh, I think Intimidate Cycling, you can do a lot with U-Turn and Volt Switch. That's why if you run an Incineroar, I really like running U-Turn. If you run uh, Landorus, I always like running U-Turn. I like running... If you run two of them at the same time on the same team, you can get a fun little cycle going. And anybody <laughs> who has a physical attacker, it's just neutered. It doesn't work anymore. So, I, I I, but this Yveltal's not one of those things. It also has Dark Aura. Um, maybe it's good to run with a Bisharp, you know? <laughs> hmm. It, it might all... But it, with Foul Play, I think is the. I think that's the big kicker because stuff like Ultra Necrozma doesn't want to take a Foul Play, especially a Stab Foul Play. Oh, yeah. And then you also have... Uh, especially because Ultra Necrozma typically uses Swords Dance to ramp up its power uh, for Photon Geyser because Photon Geyser just takes whatever stats higher. Yeah, deal special damage, and so that I think Yevelda is honestly the best answer to alternate Krosma. Personally, um, I think it is. I think choice scarf is the way to go too, just so you can outrun it.
1: Yeah, but if you want to play a bulky one, it gets tailwind. So,
0: yeah, it does get tailwind. That is also another option. Um, tailwind, tailwind's
2: really huge. Yeah,
0: tailwind. It you could run tailwind on that or on something else. Even I still like the choice scarf option because then you can just click foul play, and it's just like, yep, you don't exist anymore. <laughs> But is a good one. Um, I think it's got a GX, but it's garbage right now in the TCG. (laughs) Let me double check real quick. Um, Yvettel has... uh, It does have a TCG card. I think it's a GX. Um, It does have a GX that came out, I believe, in Forbidden Light. Let me double check. Yep, Forbidden Light. I am not wrong. Uh, For one Dark Energy... uh, So, Yvettel, basic, GX, 180 HP. One Dark Energy, absorb vitality. 20 damage. Heal this heal from this Pokemon the same amount of damage you did to your opponent's Pokemon. Wow. Uneventful. Yeah. <laughs> Three colorless. Sonic Evil for 100 damage. This attack's uh, damage isn't affected by weakness or resistance. Okay. Awful. GX attack. One dark energy. Doom count GX. If your opponent's active Pokemon has exactly four damage counters on it, that Pokemon is knocked out. Stupid. This is all stupid. Uh, <laughs> this card's bad.
2: Uh, Evoltal has that has a really good TC like two really good TCG cards Uh,
0: basics however uh, none of them are in rotation anymore yeah Uh, they were super big (laughs) there is a shining legends card that is in rotation I should I should mention that Um, it does strafe for double colorless for 30 damage and you are allowed to switch it with one of your bench pokemon It's u turn Um, and then dark energy and two colorless oblivion wing for 90 attach a dark energy from your discard pile to one of your bench pokemon it's all right there's a better Vettel that existed with like essentially the same effect, but with less damage. I believe it was from um, the Evetal from uh, Breakthrough, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it, no, no, not that one.
2: Or XY. Uh,
0: XY? It was it was from it was reprinted in Steam Siege, and it also okay. had Oblivion Wing, which had the same effect, but it was only for one Darkness Energy because it was only doing 30 damage. That one's way better, but that one is unfortunately, like I said, no longer in rotation um, because rotation happened today, guys. And we're all, out of, uh, we're all out of the good cards. Uh, Sycamore
1: has retired to a little house in the Alps.
0: Sycamore is gone. N is gone. All of the good cards are gone.
1: Well, now you have just put ideas in my head. I will not <laughs> share them with you, but I guess since you know me, you can imagine.
0: I know you well enough to know what that is. Um, <laughs> that, that is fine. Yep. yep. That is fine. Yeah, that really cool, though. He gets to turn into bacon when he's shiny.
1: Exactly, <laughs> that was going to be my trivia for it, and it looks like bacon.
0: It turns and that's into bacon. going to
1: be all the trivia for it because we are not trying to pronounce this Norse words <laughs> are the creatures that inspired the Veltal because we would look so stupid trying to.
0: He's a bird. Oh, what is this? Yvettal, along with Xerneas, was designed by artists, artists, art designers Ken Sugimori and uh, Yasuki Omura, initially designed. Initial design for the two legendary Pokemon was started by Sugimori, but he encountered Artist Block, having a hard time coming up with concepts. For the first time, he gave the work over to another designer, Omura. Omura furthered the designs, after which Sugimori resumed to finish them. So
1: we should hit up the Omura-san to have him design Mega Flygon for us.
0: Maybe.
2: (laughs) nobody will. Uh, you'll never get your unpopular opinion time uh flygon doesn't need or deserve a mega <gasps>
0: <laughs> scrun i'm with you i'm with you <gasps> why does everybody like flygon so much it's not that good or cool
1: it's so cool. It's a dragon that looks like a bug and it has goggles mm-hmm. and it sounds like a desert song when it flaps its wings. It's so cool. It's wearing right. fruity pajamas. Eh. How can you not love Flygon?
0: I very easily. That's
2: the <laughs> answer.
1: You know, <laughs> what, you know what in your face? I just hatched a 14 14 14 trap inch. I'm going to evolve it just so I can spite you guys.
0: That's fine. I I I don't I don't know that I'll be offended if you do that in any way. I'll just be like, yeah, yeah, that's a flag on.
1: I agree it a thatch
2: cron. <laughs> oh, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I I already named myself Scron Sk- to sound as repulsive as possible. Thatch Oh, that's a Oh, it's
0: a step in the wrong please direction. Know. Yeah. Alright oh, mm. right, though. I guess that's it for Yveltal. I mean, he's a good Pokemon. I think you could definitely use him in VGC. Um, he's, It'll be a lot of fun. So with that, we are going to kick it on over to the mailbag.
4: It's mail time. It's time for the mailbag. mailbag. You. Sending your emails.
0: And welcome to The Mailbag. The Mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink. Green Tauros, the Green energy Taurus. drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! And if you are new to the show, <laughs> welcome to The Mailbag. The Mailbag is the segment where we read listener emails on the show that respond to questions about the episode prior. I forgot what the question was last week, but I asked one about Pokemon. Not, oh, what what is your play style in competitive Pokemon? That's what last week's question was. And... Uh, You can send in emails about anything, even if it isn't about the mailbag question, you can send them into our email at pucklepodcast.gmail.com, and we'll probably read it on the show. We'll have a good time. We have a couple of emails today, though, and I can't wait to dig into them. And this first one, I believe, is from 10 little men who wears 20 different pairs of shoes.
1: Mm, but apparently, if you listen to him at Con, every pair of shoes is just one shoes because the Ten Little Men get into a lot of accidents. <laughs> anyway, my Canadian airplane buddy says, How'd you do, Puckle Crew? Ten Little man has returned to answer this week's mailbag question. I haven't played competitive Pokemon in a long time, since my personal favorite playstyle got hit by the Ben Hammer. Nope. My favorite playstyle wasn't Batompas, I'm not that evil, but instead, my favorite playstyle was Trapper Sweeping. Approximately 100% of my teams ran Doctor plus Magnuson, so the Arena Trap ban really hurt my will to play. Ultimately, the ban is justified, but not having to predict switches made Pokemon so easy for me. What ban slash nerf disappointed you the most? Hmm. I Prankster think... your nerf? And the band that never happened, that Landorus did not get banned.
0: Uh, I don't think that one. I think the bands that annoyed me the most. I mean, first of all, I saw me- Mega Metagross coming like three months beforehand. I'm like, yeah, this is getting banned. Uh, let's have fun <laughs> with it while we can, guys. And then there was. Uh, I, mean, I think I'm more disappointed by anything that by the Aegislash ban. I don't think mm. Aegislash was that big of a deal, especially with <gasps> Landorus running around. <laughs> I, I honestly, um, and there's only so many ways to play Age of Slash. and as soon as you figure out how a person plays, I think Age of Slash is predictable.
1: I I did not find that just less fun, so I didn't mind. Like I remember minding a lot about Mega Man Wild back in Gym 6, but now we have her back, so
0: Yeah, I I'm not disappointed by it. I I, I don't know that I'm disappointed by any ban in that format. I am I'm disappointed by the harassment Diglett gets in Little Cup. He never gets banned. <laughs> oh, my
1: goodness. Time for the fetch rant about Lily Cup. Go on, my brother.
0: He never gets banned, but they have tried to ban Diglett, I think, on in, like, five different occasions in Gen 7. They have tried to ban Diglett in some form, either by banning Arena Trap, by banning Diglett itself, um they've just tried all of these different ways to ban Diglett. And every time the votes come back, and they're like, no, let's not ban Diglett.
1: <laughs> so Diglett is like the Serena Williams of Little Cup. Pretty much. They just can't ban him. Like, he just won't. He's unbannable. I don't think he's
0: that broken either. Diglett's pretty bad. It's very easy to get around Diglett in Little Cup. Uh, but he's also, if you know how to use him, he's also very good. And so if you know how to use him, I would suggest just use Diglett properly. Um, there aren't enough people to play Little Cup either right now to like have the analysis pages actually be filled with good stuff that also hurts me oh the ban I was really sad about actually happened in Little Cup recently Um, this was with uh, Ultra Sun Ultra Moon when that dropped APOM APOM got banned from Little Cup oh that hurts my soul because APOM was probably my favorite not a tier Pokemon in Little Cup and then what happened is with Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, he got access to, I believe, double hit in oh. uh in from a tutor. And so he could just learn double hit right out the gate and it or no, tail slap. He got tail slap. Which is way too good. Like that's <laughs> like that's way too oh, good. Yeah. I understand why he was banned. I'm just sad that he got banned.
1: I can absolutely see that <laughs> being a problem in a little cup. Anyway, like the little man pretends to sign out saying 20 grounded flip-flops, 10 little men can't switch out. Oh, that's right, Thatch. I'm sticking around to call you out. Pokemon Sun and Moon is by far the best season of the anime to date with the best animation, characterization, and humor in the history of the series. Pokemon XYZ is just back Digimon. Change my mind. 20 smoothly animated flip-flops, 10 little men is getting carried away by a bear again.
0: I don't know that I'm worried. I don't know that I hate Pokemon Sun and Moon the anime. I think it's different. I just think I like the way X, Y, and Z was handled better in terms of an overall Pokemon anime. If you're looking at something like Scron and I were talking about Gen 1 anime earlier Mm. today, I think if you look at that versus something like the Pokemon Sun and Moon anime, that's definitely drastically different. And if you compare that to the XYZ anime, the XYZ anime is probably, I I don't want to say the epitome, but it's definitely the evolution of that. And that's why I would... I Personally, I would prefer a story like XYZ. It's on Netflix. You can watch it now. Or you can wait until like January until Twitch shows it. Um, but that's where I stand on that. I'm not saying that the Sun and Moon anime is bad. I've said several times that I think it's a fun anime to watch. I think it's very interesting to see the same old character, Ash, that we've known, put in different situations. Like I say, one of my favorite episodes from that is just watching Ash pretty much just destroy a fridge because he got left home alone hungry. So, I mean, that's the plot of an anime episode of Sun and Moon. And it's completely yeah. different, and I'm okay with it.
1: So, there's reasons that I am not getting into the Sun and Moon anime. And one is because I don't watch the anime. And two is because I find out there's an episode about Minior. And I'm like, wow, that's going to be magical. And then the die. And so, yeah, not for me.
0: It was magical before they died, to be fair. Like, that that's true.
1: I wanted to be magical forever then. <laughs> forever.
0: Oh, man. All right, let's get this next one from our favorite Coop.
2: You got it. Hello, Billy and whoever else decided to sign up at the last... I think he thinks your name is Billy. I think so. What?
1: No, I th- I think he thinks your name is Billy. I've never heard anyone call you that, but it's a legitimate assumption.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Coop's trying to get on my nerves.
0: <laughs> Not to bring up bad blood, but that was also the name of the Blue Ranger in Power Rangers.
1: Oh, gosh, that's true.
2: <laughs> oh.
1: Oh, I
2: see. <laughs> okay uh we're gonna get this over with okay so play styles it's interesting to talk about i always like the offensive defensive gimmick triangle if you were to picture it as a triforce i'm dead center of the gimmick triangle i don't veer too much to the offensive or the defensive side i prefer a team with not only one gimmick but three to switch things up from match to match and possibly interchange them but i'm getting ahead of myself Everyone tends to understand aggro and hyper aggro with tailwind. People understand defensive and even trick room or toxic stall. Though in VGC, it's not stalling. It's just playing a win condition. Gimmicks are a whole different category, though. Things like Mimilax, minimize muck, and everyone will hate you for doing it. Chancy, rotating doors, weakness policy explosion is a gimmick. What is your favorite gimmick? Minus the whole Z destiny bond plus belly drum to trick room protect. <sighs> though I do Ooh. admit as a doubles player I don't understand the styles of single matches I guess it is from the gimmicks that I don't translate over to singles or maybe there is just more style for doubles care to explain further while well, trying to keep it short so good night puckle peeps coop
0: I don't know Ooh. that it's because there's more or less play styles for doubles I I've said this before du- doubles and singles are two different beasts they they are com- completely different formats I think some of it translates over well. And I think if you can be competent at both, it'll make you a better player in whichever one you care about. Because there are things that both formats have to teach you. I think VGC has a way to teach you, if you're just purely a Smogon player, of actually digging into lower tiers to look for Pokemon. Because there are a lot of Pokemon that are in lower tiers that I think can do well in OU. They're just not utilized well, and they might work really well in Team Synergy. And um, it's
1: not just Pokemon, it's also movesets.
0: Yeah, I think in terms of the gimmicks not translating over, I mean, first of all, gimmicks I don't think are super reliable. I think some of them are fun. I don't know if they're super reliable. Though you do, you did see a lot of top-cutting, like chlorophyll, lilligant nonsense for a while in a couple of the formats. Um, I, I think that you can have some fun with that, but... Stuff like that doesn't translate over well into OU because you don't have two Pokemon playing or into singles because you don't have two Pokemon playing off of each other in that way. I think singles is a much is much more of a um, I don't know how to put it. I think it's much more of a you versus your opponent type deal than VGC where it's much more based on your own strategy. I think VGC you focus more on what you're doing more than what your opponent is doing. If that makes sense, because it's really hard to predict your opponents a lot of the time, Uh, though it is possible. It's definitely possible. (laughs) Um, And I think if you're a good player, you can predict your opponents very well. Uh, I think you can get a hang of what's going on. And prediction is still a part of Pokemon at that point. But I think you still focus more on what you're doing and what's the best play for you personally to make in terms of conserving your Pokemon or getting a certain win condition or move out for yourself. Also, win conditions are much different because you're playing in a 4v4 instead of a 6v6 setting. So it is very different, I think, um, in terms of like where your win conditions are and yeah. how you get arrive to those win conditions. Because you can get into a 4v4 and if your opponent doesn't bring the one Pokemon that shuts down the way you want to win, then you just go ahead and do it in VGC. In in singles, that Pokemon's always there and you have to find a way to eliminate it before you can get to your win condition right I think yes. that's that's the thing that's that's kind of that's that's part of the difference there's definitely more and gimmicks just don't trans- gimmicks from VGC don't translate well to OU and the gimmicks in OU are different gimmicks than those in VGC though I w- because I mean Shamu and I had some fun with like a very offensive Scarberry once I mean you can have fun with gimmicks in OU so it would it would definitely be something to think about. Sure, sure.
1: I suppose, yeah. like, I keep saying that I see OU as a game of chess. Well, and this is going to sound stupid, probably, but VGC I see more of as... It's like um, a team sport, where, like in soccer, you have your strategy and you have to... Like reach the goal and drop the ball in. And yes, you are going, of course, to have to contend with your opponent in order to realize your strategy. But as Thatch was saying, you have your strategy going in. Whereas in OU, it's more like chess because every single move that gets made requires you to adjust your maneuvers.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's the best way to put it. I think that's exactly what's the difference between VGC and OU. I think, or VGC and singles for that matter, is that VGC, you go in with a plan. You go, this is how I'm going to win. And in OU, you go, okay, I'm going to lead with this mon, and then we're going to adjust from there. There's a lot more... It's a it's a bit more fluid in OU, I would say, than VGC in terms of like what you're planning on doing. And that would be the difference.
1: Yes, of course... Ideally, you will have multiple win conditions in both cases, but the way you go around reaching them feels very different.
0: It is very different. I agree with that because each, I feel like in in OU you have Pokemon that fill more generic roles than you would in VGC. You fill a lot more specific roles in VGC than you do in in OU because. Like you'll you'll bring in a certain Pokemon and you'll have a spec to take a hit from a specific Pokemon so that you can get up Tailwind. And that Pokemon did its job next member, right? And they, they play as a team together. Um they're multiple pieces trying to get to one strategy. And I'm not saying I'm not saying one's more difficult than the other. I'm just saying they're different. I, I think there's value in both. And I think like I said, if you can do well at both, I think you can become a better Pokemon player in either format just because you can have an understanding of things um i think most importantly it introduces you to speed tiers of pokemon you wouldn't normally see oh yeah Uh, and just knowing speed honestly if somebody could just sit down and memorize the base speed stat of every single pokemon ever i think they would understand they would be very good at pokemon
1: (laughs) sublime
0: yeah I think you should just memorize speed stat of every single Pokemon that ever existed. That's what you should do. Yeah. And you'll be good at Pokemon.
2: <laughs> you'll start winning at Pokemon.
1: You're I mean, back. I surprised myself when I when I realized I remember quite a lot of them. So
2: I remember a lot of them.
0: I've gotten way better at it in the past. But I think speed stats are... Uh, speed tiers are important. And if you're trying to get into the game and you're trying to understand speed tiers a bit better... I personally suggest and this is we're just gonna come full circle right now I personally suggest little cup uh, I think that is the place <laughs> where you can truly understand speed tiers I think oh, that you know that is where it will click for you the most because speed tiers are much different in little cup than they are everywhere else in terms of it's essentially okay who's got an 11 speed who's got a 12 speed who's got a 13 speed who has a 14 speed who has a 15 speed who has a 16 up all, all the way to 20. And
1: okay, in case you are not that and you do not care enough for Little Cup to use it as your gateway into speed tiers, Draft League.
0: That's true too. Mm. The difference draft is League's really good. The difference is Draft League doesn't always happen. And so yeah. you can go play Little Cup right now. You can't play Draft League right now. Draft sure. League I think helps as well in terms of becoming a better Pokemon player because you understand more Pokemon. It kind of forces you to use Pokemon that are very underutilized. Um, also to use Pokemon that are a quote-unquote budget version of another Pokemon. Uh, looking at you, Rapidash. And and I think it does stuff like that. Um, so it, it, if you want to get into a competitive format, I Draft League's fun. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think it's the most optimal way to become better at Pokemon. I think that's something you do when the opportunity arises, if you want to train yourself or you just want to flex your muscles or something. I, I think it is fun. Uh, I don't know what it's happening again in Puckle, but I think it's fun.
1: Not anytime soon, guys. Don't get your hopes up. We yeah. have other things on the burner.
0: Yeah, I don't think draft leagues gonna happen for a while because there's just draft leagues a big chore, and getting enough people to play in it is a big chore itself as well. But that is that. That's just me. That's just a theory, a thatch theory.
2: Uh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
1: How pleasantly Uh, alliterative.
0: (laughs) 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 All right. And so that is it for the mailbag, guys. If you want to send us an email next week, you can send it in to pucklepodcast at gmail.com, letting us know what you think of the VGC 2019 rule set. Just send that in. Pokemon, uh, or not Pokemon, um, pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Of course, if you want, yes, what do they forget? Oh, green Taurus badge. I don't know if anybody, either of them don't have it. But if they don't, I Coop can have it. don't
1: think Coop has it, so he would have my vote.
0: Okay, Coop, you get it. Yay! Woo! Uh, but if you want to have more fun with the Puckle Goodiness, you can do that every Thursday over at the Puckle Plus feed. It's a good time over there, guys. You can catch up on your TCG cast, your game corner. I know there wasn't a battle cast this month, and that is entirely my fault. Um, I have brought in new people to help me stay on schedule, and hopefully they will do a good job of that happening. So uh, look out for uh, RU Battlecast next month or this month in September. Um, Of course, if you want, you can check out our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit. All of those are on com. If you haven't already, join our Discord. It's a lot of fun. We get to hang out and have a good time.
2: Yeah, I'm there like 16 hours of the day.
0: (laughs) And if you, want, if you want to take a break from watching that Pokemon marathon, you can always head over to twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast and watch Jushira and myself play some Pokemon. It is a really good time. I like interacting with you guys, and I just like playing Pokemon with you guys. And of course, if you would like to support the show, you could do so on Twitch if you got a Prime membership. We get a free subscription uh, from that, and we would really appreciate that. You could also go to T Public and buy a t-shirt, or you can even hit up our Patreon and get some cool rewards. I believe we're giving away a Zera Aura if you haven't already gotten one of those. So, def- I think that's the 5 and $10 patrons. Um, and that exclusive uh, $25 patron slot. So, we're doing that, as well as uh, the both of us cards are in the mail today, for those of you at the uh, $10 tier. I so- am
1: pretty excited about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that is going to be it. Uh, I am Trainer Thatch. I am Mr. I
1: and I am the Fluffy Swim Secret.
0: And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. As always, I would like to thank our current patrons because without them, we would not be able to do a lot of awesome stuff here at Puckle. So, as always, let's just go ahead and jump in. Thanks to Viger, Jonathan, Zane, Sean, Dexio, Chris, Ryan, Michael, Rotted Mushroom, Jimmy, John, Miguel, Paul, Marcus, Laria, Andrea, Doc Knox, Mikey, Alec, the Golden Clefkey. TJ Birdkeeper Cobra Doc McStuffles John Greg Trevor Jesse Ozzie Trey Josh Nathan Daniel Nick Polini Um Oops and Ironcaster Dylan Sheera Sparky Orange Avenger The British Gent Half Full Reviews Michael Echo Anime Gravy Inferno Alex Michael Eric Travis Thomas and Curtis so thank you all to you for going ahead and donating to Puckle we really appreciate it and we hope to see you guys in the future and if you're a $10 patron or higher feel free uh soon we'll be sending out those Bosifist cards so if you haven't gotten one yet you will soon so I will catch you guys on the flip-flop
4: planning for your next trip